This show is sponsored by Alicia's Pillows and Things. Check out the Facebook page, Alicia's Pillows and Things, where you will find home decor you will not be able to resist at prices anybody can afford. Check out the pillows and stools of your favorite sports teams. Maybe you want a set of your kid's favorite cartoon or movie character. You can also get full body and neck pillows as well. Log on to NGSCSports.com and go to the Alicia's Pillows and Things tab on the homepage to complete your order. It makes a great gift for Christmas at an affordable price. NGSC Sports. We never stop. You're listening to NGSC Sports Radio. Hear us live on NGSCSports.com where you can get awesome analysis for all things sport. Or check out our podcasts on iHeartRadio, Spreaker, iTunes, TuneIn, and much more. For our latest videos, head to NGSC Sports' YouTube channel. Follow us on Twitter at NGSC Sports and like us on Facebook. NGSC Sports. We never stop. I'm so Elliott He might be messy. Bruh, I'm going to tell you this. Harvey Elliott yesterday. Harvey Elliott was the best player on the field. And I'm including the damn Premier League players. Harvey Elliott is a stud. He might be messy. Oh my goodness, we get to dub him English messy. (laughs) He's English messy. I think that's, that's what uh, that's what Carrier said apparently on um... with a with a top knot and a uh, chin strap beard. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! Welcome. Got the Carolina game on. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Raffle. Yeah. What? You know, Carolina Carolina has like one player this year. Yeah. And he's Doesn't... out four to six. Yeah. Aye, aye, aye. Wait, wait. Who's this who's this player for Gonzaga who's just last name is Aye Aye Aye? If they don't play that song for him, they're missing everything. That's amazing. Oh, that's great. Aye, 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 aye. aye, aye, aye. Ay, ay, ay. Oh, Dia dos Mios. Ay, Dia dos Mios. Ay, ay, ay. Oh, Bumblebee Man. Hey, Bumblebee Man. Oh, thank you, Disney Plus. Thank you so much for everything. Ay, 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 Can't help. I'm sorry, folks. Welcome, welcome to Foreign Fair Podcast, I think. Um, this is episode 293, the Ay, Podcast. Uh, we've we've apparently gone full weeb here. Um, just just spam spam oo-woos in chat, please. Um, <laughs> welcome. I am Edward Green. Joined in as always by McCollin Crime, who will not be spamming oo-woos in chat. West Bradshaw. Um, we have a show today to do, um, and we will be doing it. This is I no I don't know. Is this our last live show of the year? I don't. Well, uh, yes. I'm working next week, and you'll be uh, out of ill, Ill country. 
and, and next Wednesday is the first. Right. I mean, I kind of leave it. Hell, I'm working days. So I'll be off then. <laughs> oh, I'll be off. I'll, I'll be off the night of the first two, and I'll be I off mean, the second. So. Well, I mean, just you know, considering what you may have to do, I don't know, but I mean, I will completely leave that up to you. No, I'll probably just be uh, hanging. Could, out. I mean, hell, there's there's gonna be some damn badass Premier League, and we might as well pod. By God, that's what it's always so weird about this part of the year is like it's the time you want to take off, but it's also it's the like, busiest fucking time of the year. Exactly. <laughs> oh. It's like, you know, I, we cover baseball, but we just would really like to take off October. Just so much to do. Seriously. Oh, thanks, Premier Seriously. League. Thanks, Premier League. Thank you so much. Um, so welcome to the show. We're going to, we all will be talking Premier League from this past week and not, a, not too much, I think, um, because it did, did exist and it did happen. Um, but we'll also be discussing uh, a little bit of the EFL Cup. Um, that took place uh, from the quarterfinals. Uh, the UCL draw took place this past Monday. We'll definitely be talking about that as well. And we'll be talking a little bit about the Club World Cup, as well as, of course, hitting news and notes. The watch for, and do we get so elite raw this week? Maybe? Negative. Okay. Not this week. <laughs> One day. No. Everyone no. just put your hands to the sky and give so elite raw your energy to make it come. I'll tell you guys what, 2020, in 2020, I'll do something, I promise. There it is. <laughs> no more so elite raws this year. None. That's right. Last elite so elite raw year. We will get you guys back and ready for hopefully the Royal Rumble coming. <laughs> hopefully it's not in Saudi Arabia. Um, that's it. I don't promise you. That's fine. Um, as always, podcast presented by NGSC Sports at NGSCSports.com. We never stop. As well as Lysias Pills and things. Uh, listen, you know, if um, I'm trying to remember real quick here what, what happened. This past week, um, if you're um, uh, if you're if you're an Arsenal fan, you know we've done you before. <laughs> at, at this point, like, why haven't you, you gotten in contact with Elysius Pillows and things yet? We keep telling you guys week in, week out to go check it out. Get that body pillow and hold it tight. Um, and and maybe maybe get a nice Mikel Arteta one now. Uh, maybe maybe that's where we're going with this. Um, but do go get it and check her out at Elise's Pillows and Things. She has a wonderful Facebook page with all sorts of awesome stuff. In fact, I'm going to go there right now because I'm going to pull a real example instead of this fake bullshit I pull every week. Um, just out of my ass. Um, let's see. What's what's on what's, uh, what's on the Elise's Pillows and Things Facebook? Tell me. Tell me what's uh, what's on here. Um, hey, you Cleveland Browns fans. Oh, oh Jesus. All, uh, all three of you out there, go, uh, go check it out there. They, they have stuff. So, oh no, uh, there's definitely a Browns nation out there. God, her cover pictures, the Jets and her first pictures of Browns. God, she, she knows an audience that needs to cuddle a pillow. Yes. That. Yeah, that is true. That is true. No, knowing your audience is truly half the battle. Browns, um, Jets, Redskins. Oof. Are the first three there. <laughs> oh, dear. Make of that what you will. Um, Ooh, go check got, it out. They got, they got some pretty neat uh, uh, body pillows here. They got like all the NBA teams on there. That's pretty cool. Hey, mm-hmm. there you go. So go that, check that it out. That must be for the LeBron fans out there. Yeah. No, no, because they'll just burn it. Um, no, you just, then you just make sure. You, no, that's just for if you're just a LeBron 
on fan. There you you know, then you've just you've got everything covered. Gotcha. How was I supposed to know flammable and inflammable meant the same thing? But that's not what you'll find when you head over to Elysia's Pills and Things. You'll find high quality stuff there. So go check her page out on Facebook and see if she can get you the hookup. Maybe get you something custom. We, we can't guarantee you Christmas. Uh, we can't guarantee you Christmas delivery. But hey, you can always use my favorite excuse when I forget to buy somebody a Christmas present. Oh yeah, or it just hasn't got here yet. Yeah, there you go. I mean, holiday shipping is crazy this time of year. And then March rolls around. Oh, did my <laughs> present ever come in? You know what? I don't think it did. I need to check that. I, I was looking at my doorbell camera, and wouldn't you know it, the guy threw it into the pool. You don't have a pool. Well, not anymore. Uh, <laughs> anyway, check out Elise's pills and things on Facebook. She's amazing. All right. Let's hit the Premier League. Uh, pretty quick here, because um, most of uh, most of what happened was pretty expected, I would say. Uh, maybe maybe a few little things here and there. Um, let's see. Uh, Sheffield United beats Aston Villa two 0 This was the uh, the day of braces, uh, as uh, one would come from someone you think, and one maybe not so much. John Fleck though gets the one for Sheffield United with two goals in the second half. He gets the brace there. Um, Bournemouth beats Chelsea one nil. Uh, thanks to uh, Dan Ryan Gosling getting a goal in the 84th minute. Um, Bournemouth maybe ironically sealing their own fate by uh, sending Chelsea into a death spiral, um, potentially making Chelsea buy back Nathan Ake, which would be uh, which would be pretty terrible for Bournemouth to uh, to get rid of their best defender of what is already a porous defense. Uh, but Chelsea definitely on the skids here as of late. And uh, as Wes, I believe, said earlier this season, the real test for Chelsea would be how they respond in this this holiday period of congested schedules of the young kids. And uh, so far, not so great. So we'll, we'll but see. But hey, they can buy now. Yeah. Good for you, The question is, will they buy mm, We won't. Um, Burnley beats Newcastle uh, 1-0. Chris Wood with the gold there. West Ham gets a very important win on the road at the St. Mary's to beat Southampton 1-0 and stabilize the ship just a little bit. Um, Tottenham with the late, 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 late show from Christian Eriksen one more time possibly before he departs uh, to beat Wolves 2-1. I tell you what. We, we've we've talked about somewhat jokingly about um, Pierre Emerick Aubameyang being the MVP of the season for uh, for Arsenal this year. Uh, Adama Traore might be one of the best players in the Premier League right now. Just an amazing talent for Wolves, a threat every time he gets on the ball. As uh, Wes and I like to talk about back a couple years ago. When we first started this podcast, we like seeing those college football style players in the Premier League. Um, and Adama Traore is definitely one of them. He had a goal in this match, uh, but it was eventually canceled out by Jan Vertonghen's header at the death uh, off a set piece, which was basically masterminded by Josie Mourinho himself uh, and, and uh, Daddy Jao Sacramento um, to give Tottenham a big 2 1 win at Wolves. Um, City pound Arsenal 3-0. Um, City weren't particularly great overall, but were absolutely clinical on the counter. Uh, Kevin De Bruyne with a brace in this one um, to help in the 3-0 thrashing of Arsenal. Um, and then on Monday Night Football on NBC Sports, uh, Palace and Brighton draw 1-1. Wilf Zaha 
getting the last gasp goal for Palace there. Um, United beating Everton 1-1. Or sorry, beating Everton 1-1. Excuse me. United drawing Everton 1-1. Yeah, it's actually Everton beating United 1-1. So. Yeah. Um, to be fair, United players scored both goals in the match. Uh, Victor Lindelof Ooh. with the own goal in the 36th minute before youngster Mason Greenwood, not like uh, fresh-faced youngster Jesse Lingard, but actual youngster Mason Greenwood getting the goal in the 77th minute for Manchester United to draw Everton at home. Um, and then finally, uh, Leicester drawing Norwich 1-1, which was somewhat uh, of a poor result, although I believe someone on this very podcast may have called a potential Timo Pukki-shaped banana peel for Leicester last week. I believe that was me. Um, so Leicester does get the 1-1 draw after Timo Pukki's early goal in that one. Um <clears throat> And then to cap it off, hey, Liverpool keeps doing Liverpool things and uh, gets the 2-0 victory over over bottom-feeding Watford uh, and West. Very important as they head into this very, 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 very busy part of their schedule. Uh, a fairly ho-hum win uh, against the bottom of the league with Mo Salah getting a brace in this one. And I'll tell you, you know, and I'll, I'll, I'll revert to my old way of saying, Salah could have had four. What? That's crazy. That said, if Watford could finish yeah. anything, yeah. Watford should have scored at least a pair of goals in that match. <laughs> you know, if, if you go by the should have scoreboard, which, what's that called? Uh, expected <laughs> the, goals. The expected goals. Yeah. yeah. I call it the should have scoreboard. So, you know, mine's very official. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, expected goals in that match. I mean, Liverpool still should have won going away by expected goals. But, um, yeah, Watford, it was kind of an, uh, a, a, you know, Watford's season summed up into everything at once in that <laughs> match where they had literally two or three sitters right there in the box, like five yards away from Allison mm-hmm. and could do absolutely nothing. One of them, um, one of them, one boy just absolutely whiffed, completely whiffed at the ball, <laughs> trying to kick it. I was like, oh, my God. So, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, good win for Liverpool. Just, you know, that's what you got to do. You take care of the bottom teams and yeah, pick up your three points, go along your merry way. Absolutely. Uh, just looking real quick at the actual expected goals, uh, the expected goals, uh, Liverpool 1.57, Watford 1.01. So maybe almost slightly unfortunate to not get a draw in this match with Watford. But again, as you said, that's when, when you're having the kind of season they are, it's maybe not as unfortunate as just more expected at this point for, for Watford, unfortunately. But, uh, but yeah, you, you look at the stats from this one, um, you know, even though Watford had only, um, 22% basic possession. They also had another 26% attacking possession to Liverpool's 52 total. So the chances were definitely there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but unfortunately, uh, just um, could, not, uh, could not really pull it together. So uh, unfortunately for Watford, just they continue on their struggling way. Um, but again, for Liverpool, they do they do keep on keeping on as they are hitting a, also a, a very, very busy part, as we mentioned, we'll get to their other matches later on in the uh, the podcast here. Um, your Premier League schedule for this week coming up. Uh, it is oh, it's the busy holiday period, everyone. Strap the fuck in. 
uh, at seven thirty. It's um, it's the the battle of new managers in the in the boots question mark maybe at seven thirty a.m. as Everton hosts Arsenal, um, where Ancelotti and Arteta might or might not be in charge. Who really knows? Um, they they might be in attendance at the very least. Um, so that will be taking place at Goodison at seven thirty. Uh, 10 a.m. You get Villa, Southampton, Newcastle Palace, West Ham, Liverpool has been postponed. Uh, Norwich, Wolves, Brighton, Sheffield, Bournemouth, Burnley, and then at 12:30, the first of two season-defining matches for Leicester now as they head oh, to the Etihad to take on Manchester City at 12:30. <sighs> That's just Saturday. Sunday, you get 9 a.m. Watford versus Manchester United. And then the first uh, London derby between these two clubs at 11.30. Tottenham versus Chelsea. Almost improbably, Tottenham with a win will go top four. Um, so that's kind of insane as uh, as that's how the, uh, the schedule is shaping up there. And then we'll be off until next Thursday after uh, after Christmas matches. So that'll Boxing be... Boxing day. We love Boxing day here. Um, boxing Day, you know, as big as like it, Boxing Day in England is basically like Thanksgiving for the NFL, mm-hmm. uh, Christmas for the NBA. I uh, guess you could say Fourth of July for Major League Baseball, even though they all play every day anyway. It seems like uh, <clears throat> um, Boxing Day is the big day over there, where I believe they'll try to show like all, all the matches on TV and. Mm-hmm. Literally, <laughs> literally nine out of the ten uh, match week, quote unquote, matches will be played that Boxing Day, starting at seven thirty with Tottenham versus Brighton and going all the way to three p.m. with Leicester versus Liverpool. And in case you couldn't get enough of the nine matches that day, hey, thank that- you, for, thank you for telling me what time that was. That means I get get up ready to go. Hey. So that's perfect for me. Hey. Um, on that Friday, as the the dessert to the the main course that was Boxing Day, two forty five p.m. Wolves hosting City at the Molyneux. That's that's a mm, that's a tasty little peppermint bark morsel there for you at the end of that period. So do uh, do check that out. Uh, as we look at the table, uh, Liverpool. Yes, yeah, sound the alarms because Liverpool's lead is growing in the Premier League. <laughs> Uh, Liverpool lead uh, Leicester uh, now by 10 points heading into this uh, Boxing Day week of matches. Um, Leicester are still four up on Man City. Uh, They are 10 up on Chelsea. As we mentioned, Tottenham just now three points behind Chelsea. Have a chance with the win on the weekend to move into top four. Manchester United, Sheffield United, and Wolves all very close behind as well in those next few spots. At the bottom of your heart, it's the relegation zone. Aston Villa on 15 points sit just outside. Southampton on 15 points sit inside. Uh, Norwich Three points clear of safety. Watford, six points, and and every ray of light starting to leave their hopefulness now. Um, all right, now let's talk a little bit since it took place this Monday. Uh, Champions League draw for the knockout rounds. Uh, round of sixteen here. Um, the matches have come out and they will be played um, in this order starting February eighteenth. Um, it will be um, Borussia Dortmund versus Paris Saint-Germain, as well as Atletico Madrid 
getting Liverpool at that the in the uh, at the Wanda Metropolitano over mm-hmm. in Madrid. That is a huge, huge draw there. The next day, February nineteenth, we'll see Atalanta, Atalanta, and Valencia take on each other as Tottenham will be taking on the winged lightning of Red Bull Leipzig uh, in the start of their draw. In the following week on February 25th, it'll be Chelsea versus Bayern Munich in shades of Champions League finals past, as well as Napoli versus Barcelona. And then on the 26th, Real Madrid versus Manchester City, as well as Lyon versus Juventus. West, there are some tasty ties, as always, in the round of 16. Um, obviously for me, Tottenham versus Leipzig. Leipzig being one of the the teams you hope to draw, I guess. No disrespect to them, because it will be a very tough match. They play a very exciting, up-tempo brand of football. And it'll be interesting to see how Josie has molded the Spurs team um, after a couple months' time getting ready for that. Um, and of course, for you, Atletico Madrid uh, taking on Liverpool. Um, you can talk about that one. And is there any other ties that have uh, caught your eye here in the round of 16? Uh, well, real quick, you start off with Tottenham. Just in there. I mean, you know, Leipzig, they obviously did not have the European pedigree. Mm-hmm. This is the team that's leading the Bundesliga. Though. Yes, yes, very good. I mean, team. they're they're top of the league. They are, they are very good. They have, um, mm-hmm. you know, for whatever your thought of Red Bull may be, <laughs> and the way that they kind of run that entire uh, organization. Um, you know, we just saw it with RB Salzburg in the uh, in Liverpool's group stage, mm-hmm. um, and we see it was with um, White. They know what they're doing. Oh yeah, you know they they know what they're doing, and they got resources to do what they want to do. Um, and you know they've got a guy like Timo Werner uh, up front who's scoring goals for fun. You, you know, if it wasn't for Lewandowski. He literally scoring like every match he plays. Mm-hmm. You know, Timo Werner is probably the next guy in the Bundesliga oh, yeah. <laughs> right after Lewandowski. Um, you know, he's been fantastic uh, up and down. That their midfield is fantastic. They are a really good side. Um, they've got a great like the the next great young German manager in Julian Nagelsmann. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, who did a great job at Hoffenheim before he's moved up now to Leipzig. You know, that's a guy who most likely will manage um, Bayern Munich one day, <laughs> yes. as every German kind of does eventually. <laughs> um, <clears throat> that's it. Just, and, and this is, of course, we're two months away. We're, we're exactly two mm-hmm. yes. the 18th. Um, so obviously things can change. Health, um, Everybody's going to have a transfer window before this. And don't forget, um, you know, of course, last week we we touched on Liverpool uh, with the Minamino signing. Mm-hmm. Um, players are eligible immediately in Europe now. Mm-hmm. So, like, you talk about Minamino, who has played in the Champions League for turn right around and go right on the mm-hmm. Champions League roster. So... There is there are chances for teams to make big time impact signings in January. You know, it's no longer like Coutinho a few years ago when he went to Barcelona, where it's like, yeah, it's nice to have him, but we can't play in the Champions League. Mm-hmm. So um, you know that rule has changed. So uh, that'll be something to see. But but right now, when you 
you know, we're giving you our early preview, I guess, our yes. two-month early preview. Very. Um, Mourinho, Spurs with their European pedigree. I mean, these European last year. You know, these guys have been through the wars. Um, and it took Spurs quite a few years to figure out how to navigate this. Oh, for sure. Obviously, you know, um, it took Spurs a while to figure it out, but they did. So I think that plus the fact that, um, you know, even with the loss of Pochettino, whatever you may think about Mourinho, mm-hmm. when it comes to a European pedigree, Chelsea's got a hell more European pedigree even than uh, than Pochettino did. So I, I like, I think I made the comment to you that um, I really thought the best place that Spurs were going to get this year was going to be in tournament play. Mm-hmm. I told you, I think there's a good chance that they could go win the FA Cup. I think there's a good chance they could make some noise here in the knockout rounds of Europe as well. Um, I think a lot of that does have to do with Mourinho, knowing how to get teams focused for those knockouts and those home and aways. Oh, yeah. So, um, yeah, so that that to me – so basically match day two of the Champions League knockout stage, I think when people quickly look at it on paper, they're like, well, if I'm going to skip a day, this is the one to skip. Because, I mean – yeah, they've got Tottenham. But I don't want to watch in Valencia and Atalanta, um, uh, <laughs> even though those are all enthralling matches. Yeah. Um, obviously, well, real quick, touching on Liverpool and Atletico. I mean, I'm fine. <laughs> yeah. I, and and I've and I will admittedly say I've got a little of that. You know, as Liverpool, what they've done the last few years, what they've done under Klopp in Europe, what we're doing in England this year, um, potentially going to be world champions in a few days. Um, <laughs> I say that a little tongue in cheek, but yeah. hey, I mean, it is sure, um, sure. sure. Uh, but you know, we we just do kind of have this little arrogance about us. It's like, well, whoever we don't give a shit who we play, they've. Yeah, Liverpool have gotten to a point where that it's not them going, oh, man, can we beat them? Now you get a feeling that the other team's going, oh, shit, we got to play Liverpool. <laughs> I mean, you know, so, I mean, we don't – I didn't really give a shit if we got Madrid or, you know, everyone's, oh, you don't want Madrid. I don't really care. Yeah. Uh, Atletico, I kind of find in that um, – in that bracket. Now, obviously, Atletico is going to be a tough 180 minutes of football for mm-hmm. Liverpool. Um, Atletico don't score, though. Yeah, that's the real problem. They are, they're tough defensively, but you know what? They're not defensive have been. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, this is a team that they lost basically five starters over the summer. Mm-hmm. And, you know, yeah, they, they got some good players. Don't get me wrong. They, they picked up some good players, but, I mean, they lost guys like, you know, not only did they lose Greetsman, I mean, they lost, um, they lost both, I believe, both of their starting central defenders. Mm-hmm. Uh, they lost Rodri, who, of course, is at Man City now. I mean, this is a group that lost a lot, and they don't quite have the bite of Atletico path. Mm-hmm. And then really when it comes down to it, I mean, without Diego Costa, who, I mean, if you're really depending on Diego Costa for all your goals, True. okay. Um, I mean, this is just a team that I, I don't think – I don't think they've quite got the firepower to knock the Liverpool out, especially when that second leg is going to be at Anfield. Yeah. And Anfield's just literally like the European house of horrors for everybody right now. So, um, yeah, as for Liverpool, I feel good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll see where we are. You know, if, uh, 
if Mane and Virgil and Allison are dead by February, you know, then we might be talking about it. Well, um, folks, when uh, timestamp this so you know when all three of those players get hurt in the next month, you'll you'll know exactly when it happened. Oh god, yeah, you know exactly to blame. But hey, you know what? We- Fence today. I don't know. He looked. <laughs> um, outside of those two, which obviously we're big time keeping our eyes on. Um, I mean, the tie of the knockout, obviously Real Madrid and Man City. Mm-hmm. I mean, that is. Um, I mean, there's so many layers to that. It's mm-hmm. the, it's the new blood versus the old blood. Oh yeah. Um, obviously Real with 13 European titles, City with none, but the most expensively assembled squad on earth. It's Pep versus um, Real. It's Pep versus Real, which I think has been a little underplayed. Actually, yeah. so I've been waiting yeah. for more about that and nobody's really touched. But I mean, this is like Pep versus his greatest rival, basically, mm-hmm. in, in Real Madrid. Um, you know, you've got, you've got Zidane. Yeah. <clears throat> Who and let's put it this way was Zidane. You know, we obviously I love talking about Klopp's knockout round record. Um, when's the last time Zidane got beaten Europe? <laughs> true, true. You know, he's got. Uh, I believe did Zidane get two or did I he, think three? He went, I think he won two. Maybe he won three of those Champions League. Yeah. You know, Z- Zinedine Zidane. <laughs> he he knows what he's doing in Europe. I think. I think he's one of those much more suited, much more suited to the knockout football, mm-hmm. maybe than a season-long campaign. Uh, but I mean, you know, shit. I mean, you got Zidane over there. I wouldn't bet against Zidane. It's true. I think that that is an absolutely fascinating matchup to me. I could see that. I think that is a literal calm, mm-hmm. and I think a lot of it is. Don't get me wrong. Um, City's a better team. They should have Laporte back. Mm-hmm. Uh, apparently, it's come out that Leroy Sané has said, "No, nah, you can go ahead and tell me to Bayern in January. I don't want to play for." Yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, that's out there. So, I wouldn't really be looking. Very important to be back by then. So, it's going to be very interesting. Very interesting. Yeah, I would also say. Um... Just, just outside of the three now that we've talked about, uh, just, just for name recognition and the, and the history behind it, like I, I sort of mentioned, uh, Chelsea versus Bayern could be interesting, and and the the best part is I don't think either one of these teams are at the height of their powers right now. Um, Chelsea obviously very young. We'll have to see if and who they buy in uh, January if they bring anybody in at all. Uh, but Bayern obviously struggling to get back up to the top this year of the Bundesliga as uh, as other teams have kind of surpassed them a little bit. So this is this is kind of an interesting battle of old versus young in two teams that do have a European pedigree. Um, so I think that that's going to be a fascinating tie. And I also think because if if I told you that for, this is the last tie I'll talk about. Wes, if I told you there was a team that had, you know, star players everywhere, had a great goalkeeper, and had one of the best attacks in football, I mean, you'd say, yeah, sure thing. Let's let's send them to the knockout stage round of eight. Let's go. Let's push them through. And then I tell you, <laughs> that team is Paris Saint-Germain. 
and you start thinking, I don't know. Like, (laughs) they should be favored over Dortmund. They should be. They should beat Dortmund. I'm just going to say, they should beat Dortmund. They're better than Dortmund. Dortmund is a very attack-heavy, defense-like team. Yeah. Uh, So, yeah, PSG should beat Dortmund. Would it shock you if the week of March 11th, we're sitting here talking about another PSG disappointment in the Champions League, though? Well, I will go ahead and point out that March 11th, uh, it's Neymar's sister's birthday. Well, then he's obviously not going to be there for that. So (sighs) So we know how that works. Um, yeah, I, I think this is, this is a fascinating one because I think Dortmund are just good enough to hang around, especially with you mentioned as offensively heavy as they are. Like if, if they get a win, let's say Dort, because the first match leg is in Dortmund. Let's say they win like two, one and head back to Paris in a couple weeks. Mm -hmm. And after 45 minutes, somehow it's goalless. And PSG are at 45 minutes to get a goal and save their season. I don't I don't know, man. I really don't know. I think there is absolutely a chance Dortmund can win this tie. I, I think, like you said, I think PSG absolutely should win it. But unfortunately, until PSG prove it on a consistent basis. Yeah, yeah, I know they beat Chelsea in the knockout stage a couple years, five years ago. I know. I know they did it. Until they do it consistently, I can't believe in them. There's been too many more spectacular failures than successes for PSG. So, we shall see. But that is your knockout stage lineup. It's going to be a fun one. And hey, one of Atalanta and Valencia are going to be in the the round of eight. So I'm going to tell you, I would freaking... They play such an... A fun, open style of football. I mean, they're the kind that Atalanta have the opportunity to, I think, be kind of like the neutrals' favorite. Okay, the, this like, year if I you ask. don't have a team, if you don't have a team in this tournament, if your team's already out, mm-hmm. and you know you're looking for maybe you know in, in a in a final sixteen full of, I guess I guess in college football we call them the five times. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if you're looking for the little in could it's atalanta if you like boise state pull for atalanta if exactly if uh if if you're looking for the (laughs) yeah hey and and look it should be noted if they do get past valencia and into the round of eight this is a team again in their first ever champions league this would be right. an amazing run for them. And maybe they can make an Ajax-like run and get back to the semifinal or get to the semifinals. That would be incredible. So we will we will see how that plays out. Uh real quick, uh League Cup quarterfinals. Also very exciting. Sure. Um <laughs> most exciting 5-0 I've ever watched. There you go. Um we'll get to that one in a second. Uh today's Results uh, were Man City uh, getting past Oxford United 3-1. Plucky, plucky Oxford United. Had it 1-1 for a solid four minutes until Raheem Sterling Raza came up with a brace in the second half to make it 3-1 City for the win. Uh, Manchester United beats Colchester 3-0. Marcus Rashford with a goal there as well as one for Anthony Martial. 
uh, as United and City both advance. Leicester needs penalties to get past Everton after Leighton Baines' last gasp effort to get it to a 2-2 draw. Um, three missed penalties in all, uh, but it was Jamie Vardy who eventually put the one away that won it for Leicester as they head to the semifinals where they will be meeting up with Aston Villa, who won yesterday 5-0 over Liverpool um, in what was definitely a game of football, if I've ever seen one. It was a game that was played. Um, Wes, take, take us through. You you watched the match? Um, and did. Um, this was, as, as you've alluded to, a very different squad than I think a lot of people would be used to. Uh, as I heard somebody, I think on the athletic call it, it was the reserves of the reserves stepping in. So, uh, so take us through though. What, uh, what went down in Villa park and why some of these players should hold their heads high after losing five nil. Well, of course, uh, um, <clears throat> team is in at the, um, so Liverpool played a team yesterday that in 127 years of uh, football club mm-hmm. history was the youngest team to ever take the field for Liverpool mm-hmm. with an average age of 19 years. Yes. And that was with the uh, wily old veterans at 22 years of age and Pedro Caravella and um, Isaac Christie. Yeah, I can't remember his first name. <laughs> uh, okay, so let's put it this way, folks. I keep up with Liverpool's academies. Yes, you do. I'm 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 pretty good with that. I, I keep up with them now. I I don't I don't watch the matches on LFC TV mainly because I can't get LFC TV. But, <laughs> uh, I read the match reports. I uh, I read anything on this is Anfield about the youth squads. Um, I really look forward to them because, in actuality, Liverpool, while a lot of times the big squad, you know, they produce players, but they're not, like, the next great players. Mm-hmm. Um, Liverpool have a crop down there that could be really good. Um, they're led by guys Ryan Brewster, uh, Curtis Jones, who neither played in this match. Brewster, through injury, Jones is actually. Um, off with the first team right now. He's he's actually he actually made his Premier League debut. Um, I believe it was late on against Watford. Mm. Made his Premier League debut. Eighteen years of age. Um, really fantastic talent. He, he's, you know, we love that. We're all about that. Mm. Um, <clears throat> but then Liverpool had a trio that did play in the match yesterday. Uh, a couple of center backs, uh, a Dutch tandem of center backs, and um, Sep. Hell, oh God, I forgot his name. Seth Vandenberg, mm-hmm. uh, Kiana Hoover, who uh, Hoover can also has played right mm-hmm. back for us this year. Uh, they they have played in these League Cup matches so far. Um, we've got a youngster named Nico Williams who is actually with the first team in Qatar as well, who has um, shown really well. Uh, but then we have the absolute gem of the that we signed. For the- Summer. So I know I've mentioned his name on here a couple of times. Harvey Elliott. He's going to be messy. He's 16 years of age. He is the young and the uh, did them both for Fulham last year. Made his League Cup debut at 15. And then at 16 in like a month, made his Premier League debut. 
Um, and then Liverpool very wisely went and snapped him up during the summer and Kemala Fulham Hydra. Kiss our ass, Fulham. That's what you get for Um Harvey Elliott is tapped to be the gem of that group. Uh, he is tapped to be a future England international. And after some of his performances in the League Cup, which is <clears> – <throat> so he made three League Cup appearances, obviously, played in all our League Cup matches. Harvey Elliott, you can sit there and watch. That dude is on a different level from other youth players. Mm-hmm. And that includes, once again, Curtis Jones, who's made his Liverpool team. Uh, you know, Rian Brewster, who has a Champions League medal. Yeah, those are all really good young players. Harvey Elliott has the opportunity to be special. He has the opportunity to be world-class. He has the opportunity to be an England international for 10 years. Mm-hmm. And he's 16 years old. Uh, he was the best player on the Yesterday, um, was denied what should have been a goal. Basically, the Nyland player, uh, the, the keeper for um, Villa Nyland, mm-hmm. pretty much stood on his head a few times yesterday. <laughs> um, Herbie Kane should have had a couple of goals. Uh, Elliot should have had a goal. Uh, Elliot, just his passing, his vision, his movement, he is what they describe as like the modern midfielder. He is like tailor-made for that um this kid is phenomenal so we'll see but yeah he was getting he was getting a ton of the publicity yesterday um well deserved he played an absolutely fantastic match Uh, but at the end of the day and to go back to my earlier point of saying that i keep up with liverpool academy we started a guy named tom hill i've never heard of (laughs) i was like what the fuck is that and then we brought on a kid who I have no idea <laughs> um, for what it was. Uh, it would have been that would have been like a Shamanad Virginia yes. <laughs> to an extent yes. if Liverpool had found a way to win that match. I mean, there was no reason on God's green earth Liverpool should have won that match yesterday, and they didn't. Five nil, they lose it. They do crash out of the cup um, in the quarterfinal, uh, but. You know, after the match, both Dean Smith and Indomitable John Tev, uh, uh both asked to go in and speak to Liverpool's young players. Uh, them for you know, a the way they played, they praised them for their attitudes on the field. Um, the, my favorite thing by the end of that match, in the 90th minute plus two, Liverpool were still trying to do what they do. They mm. were still attacking. They were playing hard. They were pressing. Um, those kids, I think, took their absolute opportunity. Now, out of that group yesterday, I see maybe maybe three who have Liverpool futures. The rest of them are most likely going to end up playing somewhere else, which that's what happened. I mean, obviously, that's what happened. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know what? I, I, I bet I bet yesterday some prices went up for a few guys. Um, you know, Herbie Kane is one I mentioned. Had a couple. He, he was on loan at Doncaster last year mm-hmm. and was named to the League One team of the year. Uh, came back this year, has been playing for the under-20. Uh, there's a chance he might make a move out in, uh, in January. He may make a permanent move out. He did nothing but help himself. He had a nice match. Uh, I think there's a handful of those Liverpool players who are going to at least go on loan starting in January because, you know, hey, I mean, that was their chance in the cup. They're done, so 
you know, you can kind of let them go on loan now. Um, but, you know, if nothing else, it showed. I mean, Liverpool had no fear of putting the kids in. I mean, really, you could say definitely the first few goals, especially the second goal in that match, were very fortuitous. I mean, that was an own goal. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, you know, the kid got his foot on it about 15 yards from goal, and it took a weird loop and went over Kevin Kelleher's head and into the goal. I mean, there was – I mean, Allison wasn't getting to that ball, you know. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, shit happens. And then late on, Villa, Villa were playing with Premier League players. And we were playing with a bunch of teenagers. So, uh, uh, good run by the Reds. Um, I, I did enjoy seeing the kids play. You know me, Ed. I like to see the kids play. And um, I, I was I was very pleased with the effort those young men put in yesterday. So, so they are they are going to end their run though in the League Cup. Unfortunately, they will be Aston Villa moving on to take on Leicester City, where you have to feel Leicester will be the favorite over a two leg tie. And it will be a double Manchester Derby as those two teams meet up uh, the week of January 7th and 8th, as well as January 28th, 29th, to determine who will be going to the final at Wembley on March 1st. So, there you go. That is your League Cup update. And finally, match talk. We have a Club World Cup update. Because it's not Real Madrid in it this year. Dun, 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 dun. Everybody get excited for Qatar. Please, please get excited. I'm thrilled. I'm so I'm stoked. You know, I'm stoked. Well, uh, we had matches taking place this week at the uh, the, my team's the Wiz Khalifa International <laughs> Stadium. Um, everybody loving. Everybody come to Doha. Just be just everybody. Just be happy. I didn't call it Khalifa. So there you go. Um, you know. You could have called it the Mia Khalifa Stadium. I could have, but I went with the Wiz. Went with the Wiz. I'd, I'd much rather go with Wiz over Mia. Mm, mm, somebody clip that. Um, so here we go. Uh, in the first round, uh, who cares? Um, today uh, and yesterday was the semifinals. Um, Flamengo, the Brazilian <laughs> side. Uh, can, I, can I mention one team? That- Please. Uh, Al Halal, who Monterey beat to get to the semifinal. Uh, the only reason I mentioned them, their manager is uh, Barcelona legend Xavi. Did you mean Al Sad? I can see how you get the two confused. But... Yeah, sure. Whoever Al Halal Al Sad. Yes, uh, yes. Uh, Monterey downloads over there. <laughs> Mon- Monterey got past Al Sad uh, in in their first match, and then uh, Al Halil, who who are a different club. That's right. They they matched up with Flamengo. Uh, that yeah, that was a three-two victory for Monterey back in the second round uh, over Alsad. Uh, Monterey though falling two-one uh, to Liverpool after Flamengo yesterday beat Al Halil three-one. Uh, Liverpool scored two-one. Uh, an early goal from Nabiquita was quickly answered by what is every Liverpool fan most hated double-named last name Funes Mori. This was a different one though. <clears throat> this was Rogelio Funes Mori. Uh, the Argentinian coming in uh, with the goal just two minutes after Keita's. Uh, and then finally... <laughs> <laughs> it's a good Funes Mori. Um, 
luckily for Liverpool, their decision to send a team of babies into the League Cup did not end up not paying off as Roberto Firmino saved them in the 91st minute to give them a 2-1 win and give them a crack at the title uh, against Flamengo on the 21st. Um, I do believe the last time the UEFA uh, representative did not win was against a Brazilian team, and I think it was also Liverpool. It was Chelsea. Oh, it was Chelsea. Oh, I thought it yeah, was Chelsea. It was, uh, or maybe Liverpool lost an earlier World Cup. Liverpool, this is our third time going to this. Mm-hmm. We've lost, and we actually lost to Flamingo in 81. There it is. That's what it is. Uh, we lost to Flamingo in 81 in Sao Paulo in uh, 2005. Those damn Brazilians. Um, so by the way, this Funes More is actually the hated Funes More. Oh my God. Ah, oh, yes, he's the twin brother. Twin brother, it is. Yeah. Huh. So he can kiss our ass, too. <laughs> kiss, kiss your own ass. It keeps keeps happening. Um, but hey, very, very important goal because I, I said it somewhat jokingly, but I mean, had <laughs> Liverpool lost this match and been forced to play in the third place match against uh, Al-Hilal after, after opting to take this the exactly. seniors here and leave the 23 year olds at home um would have 23 been, god i wish it had yes. been 20 yes. the under 23 team we will the call children. them yes we left the children at home they left the kids at home they almost burned down the house but not quite um but after that decision thankfully Firmino does get the goal and they will have a chance to win the trophy on uh, on the weekend uh i wouldn't watch that match today absolutely affair from liverpool um Liverpool did not. They were there was absolutely no sharpness. Um, literally until late on when uh, he. It's nice when you can sub on Mane, Firmino, and Alexander Arnold. Yeah, it's nice when you can sub on maybe the two best players at their position in the world. You know, Roberto Firmino. So. Um, just it was. Like I said, somewhat of a drab affair. Um, God, Monterey made a habit. They were they were very, I guess how you say this, a, a very uh, Liga MX team mm-hmm. where there was no slight touch that went un, um, unflopped. Are you saying there was some shithousing? Oh, there was a lot of shithousing. Um, their manager wanted a... <laughs> and, oh, the highlight of the match was uh, late on when he was screaming for a red card on uh, Joe Gomez for a yellow card that he got. Mm-hmm. And literally a camera caught Klopp. Like, uh, so he was like, holding his hand like vehemently back and forth, the uh, the Monterey manager. Red, red card. And he see Klopp going, red card, red card. Well, that makes like, God, the like, picture I saw earlier on my Twitter timeline make a lot more sense. <laughs> That, so that okay, yeah. Now you understand where that yes. Klopp basically making fun of him. Yeah. It's like what the hell. So and then Klopp's over there like laughing throughout the match. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean for Liverpool, it would have been it would have been shit to go over there and lose that. It was, come on, man! What the hell? Are, uh, Bobby comes on in the ninety plus one. Bobby do what Bobby do. Um, uh, a fantastic. What, what can you say? A fantastic ball. <laughs> which he's really good at. And uh, Bobby finds the back of the net. Um, you know, Mo Salah was actually, Mo Salah was really good in this match. 
he just could not get like that final little touch to make something happen. But he found himself so many times in good spots. He was doing good things. And actually that last goal, the winning goal, um, he was the one who set it up to get it back to Alexander Arnold, Mm -hmm. where he was caught down on the line, split a pair of defenders, passed it to Trent. Trent puts it in. uh, Bobby scores. And uh, as you say, now, now, Ed, the one we've all been waiting Revenge for 81 against Flamingo. <laughs> this is for you, Phil Thompson. Oh, well, this is for you, Kenny. <laughs> please check it out on on this Saturday as uh, as Liverpool. FS2. FS2 at noon 30. And by the way, uh, Harvey Elliott is. Well, there you go. Um, this will also immediately be following the third place match so can't wait to see how they get the pitch ready uh, in between those two games that'll be Mm -hmm. a lot of fun so yay guitar guitar. that's the the global Uh, and I will say just real quick my for Liverpool a club who does international pedigree as much as our uh, domestic pedigree Mm -hmm. This is one last that we've been here three times. So it is kind of one that like we would like to win at this point. Mm-hmm. And I mean, you're there. You might, um, and it, it's kind of, it's like the one trophy that we don't have. Mm-hmm. And United has one. So if anything can get one and, you know, then they can't hold it over our heads. Oh, Just, I, I can already see the, uh, I, I, I can already envision that Liverpool's going to win. On Saturday, yeah, and must operate, and four people are going to get injured, and it's just going to be the Thanos meme of, "Did you win? Did you win the Club World Cup? Yes. What did it cost you? Everything." <laughs> oh, oh! If ACL starts snapping it, I go with ban ban protesting. And, and similarly, and similarly. <laughs> Oh man! He was wearing a Liverpool pullover and <laughs> weeping openly and screaming, "Ah!" <laughs> sweet, sweet house. <laughs> oh, well, that is going to do it for our match talk for the week. Um, we're now going to hit the news and notes. You're, you're welcome. Yes, I loved it. Um, as we always like to do, we like to show the athletic. Uh, a couple articles I found pretty enjoyable this week. Um, Manchester United's 4,000 games of homegrown players. Uh, it's a pretty, it, whether you care about Manchester United or not, it's a pretty interesting article. Um, so go go check that out. That's a, that's a pretty cool little story there. Um, and in a much more serious tone, um, one of our favorites, I guess we'll say, bullseye targets um Mesut Ozil has been in the news this week though not in China you can't search for him in China anymore no, um, on a video game. <laughs> football clubs are walking a tightrope in China with little certainty as to what they will get out of it by Matt Slater basically talking about what Mesut Ozil said about Chinese uh the government uh poorly treating we'll call it uh, a, a sect of Muslims in the country and, and how they're treating them and uh, and Ozil not liking that very much and Arsenal having to walk it back super hard because you can't upset China or they will just erase you from everything as they've already done to Ozil and sort of also done to Arsenal by taking their match against City off the uh, the TV this past week. 
So, hey, you know, if you want to get more depressed about China's growing influence on sports, go read this article. It's great. I mean, in, in fairness, it was... in China. So... Not, not having to make them watch that. Yeah. Good old China. Well, speaking of uh, China... We love your chicken, guys. We love your chicken. Uh... Unai Emery will not be coaching there. He's turned down offers from there. And he also rejected the offer from uh, Everton Football Club. So he will not be coaching there. So um, nobody really knows now where Unai Emery is going. Uh, of course, as Wes and I texted back and forth this week, it comes out that uh, Unai Emery did not want to go to Everton because he wanted to go to a club that was on a higher trajectory and was going to win uh, silverware at a more consistent clip to which, you know, hey, a huge diss against Everton B huge self diss against Arsenal and C who the fuck are you to think you deserve a job like that? Oh, I mean, exactly. Which club? Maybe the Johnston checker trade trophy. Hey, there you go. Maybe you can go to Doncaster. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Sounds like if he wants to win trophies, he needs to go. Hey, Sunderland's always looking for (laughs) that. Is true. Just just sit on the sidelines. You'll just be another one to go along with Allardyce and Pardue. You can just sit over there. You can be Spanish Pardue. I think uh, he needs to. I think he needs to go to Sunderland. mm -hmm. Get them back to back promotions. Bring them back to the Premier League, and then they'll replace him with Allardyce. Wow, there you go. Uh, we got to get a real Premier League man. Let's get big sound. Boom! Not this failure in in in, in a what was it? Specialist in failure. Specialist in failure. Oh, it's, it's a proud. Judge tradition. Will loved going up with him. Proud tradition. Um, speaking of specialist in failure, uh, Carlo Ancelotti will be taking over at Everton. It looks like uh, mm. in the next couple of days here, um, as we mentioned sort of earlier in the podcast. Um, I don't know how to feel about I feel like I feel like about this appointment as I feel about almost every Everton signing now at this point. It's like you're spending a lot of money. It's a quote unquote big name, but like does it make your team better? Does it get them into the top four? And with all due respect to Carlo Ancelotti, I I don't know how it really does. Um a lot of people have pointed out that he's been more of a guy who comes into a good situation and makes it great. And that's clearly not what Everton is at this point. It's it's a little unclear how well he'll do on a building project, which is what this Everton club is. So I, I don't know. This doesn't feel like a long-term appointment. And it's, again, Wes, another example, it seems, of Everton looking very short-term and just splashing cash instead of really trying to build something. Their owner um, <clears throat> has been very vocal about he wanted the ho- he wants Hollywood mm-hmm. na- name marquee managers. He got it. Um, I mean, he got it. I mean, this sure. is Carlo Ancelotti. I mean, the dude yeah. Champions Leagues with two clubs. Um, I think I think Carlo Ancelotti is one of the we've had mm-hmm. in. Um, in football. Um, 
like you said, I think Carlo is that guy that made take it to the top, not rebuild. He's not a rebuilder. Mm -hmm. Um, That said, apparently he has been promised um, a lot of funds. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, Everton um, are committed to, uh, they're committed to splashing the cash. They're committed to um, giving him the resources that he feels he needs. Um, and on top of that, I can give you nearly 7 million reasons why (laughs) after taxes that Carlos took this job. (laughs) Um, I mean, he's, he's coming in now as one of the highest paid men in the league. He's been given a four year contract, which I cannot see for anything in this world that he's going to fulfill a four year contract with Everton. Um, but I mean, I don't know. I mean, name wise, are we having a party in here all of a sudden? Jesus, everybody's just like showed up all of a sudden in my pocket. Oh, okay. Um, but anyway, I mean, we'll, we'll see what happens. I don't, I mean, I, I think Carlo can make this a team that's going to be, you know, closer to the top 10 than the, bottom three but i mean that's uh, until until everton get a real plan in place on how to build a squad mm-hmm. um you know right now everton they're splashing their cash they kind of look like galacticos mm-hmm. but the extreme poor man's galacticos man united yeah they're not Getting real close. Um, it's like, oh, we got Moise Keen. Yeah, that didn't really work out well for him. Um, you know, but I mean, they gave Rich Arlison a lot of. Okay. <laughs> you know, they're 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 happy to give guys a lot of money. They're just not exactly giving the right guy a lot of money. Yeah. Uh, interesting to see, but um, yeah, we'll see what Carlo does. Any uh, any thoughts about this? The the rumored, almost official, Mikel Arteta leaving as Pep's assistant at uh, City to go take over at Arsenal. Oh, he knows the Arsenal way, of course. <clears throat> you know that's the thing, apparently. But um, I, I mean, you go from finger to <clears throat> I guess Emery could almost be. Fred, mm-hmm. uh, even though he wasn't in the Premier League, but you know they. Um, I mean, I think for Arsenal, if they treat Arteta kind of like Chelsea are treating Lampard, uh, it might work out. Um, apparently, he has been told that um, they will let him clean house on his squad, mm-hmm. and you know, almost like rebuild this Arsenal squad. Now, how much money they're going to give them to do? Yeah, right. We'll see. Um, <clears throat> I almost wonder, though, if they're maybe moving it for a year and see what they can do. I, ju- I just don't know where Chelsea are going to go. I just don't know where Arsenal are going to go with this. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I, I think they could do a lot worse than Mikel. I mean, it's better than going out, you know, just trying to get a name, I'll give them that at least. Yeah. You know, where Everton, Everton were just like, we're going to get a name. 
mm-hmm. we're going to get enchilada. And if that doesn't work, we have no freaking clue what we're going to do next. True. You know, at least I'll give it to Arsenal. You know, they, uh, you know, they've done their homework on him. A lot of people think Arteta is going to be a good. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you're not really reaching on it. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be tough to come in the middle of the season and do this. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, I think I think for Arsenal, if he turns out to be good, this is about as good a hire as it. I agree with you. I do think this is about as well as they could have done at this point in the season. Um, as as we're seeing with Lampard making his way into the Premier League, it's it's going to be very interesting to see how he transitions as a full time manager, uh, especially at such a high profile job and with all the pressure that can be put on him from a, a supporting uh, supporters group that is dying for a return to Arsenal form. So, right. Um, and, and it's going to come down to, you know, part of it's going to be, I, I think there is for Arteta that maybe Emery didn't get because, mm-hmm. because Arteta is, he's a gun, he's a gunner. He's one of them, yeah. you know, and, and there is something to that. I mean, that's why, Lampard's getting that in Chelsea right now. Um, and I think Arteta's going to get a lot of the same treatment. But that said, eventually, too, he's going to have to win matches. Oh. And I just don't know how set up for that this Arsenal team is. Yeah. It's, uh, they, there's a lot of housekeeping that needs to be done at Arsenal for them moving yeah. forward. Um, and, and, I mean, a part of it's going to God, that was such. We said it when they did. I mean, we literally died laughing when they did. Yeah, true. When they signed him to that monstrous contract. Why? Who were you competing against for his signature? Why did you make him like the highest paid player in the Premier League? That's so stupid. (laughs) But they did. And now they're completely out by that contract. You know, there's so much that they can't do. I mean, think about it. that's that's literally three or four players that they could be paying who really can that squad that they could have on good wages that they're having to pay him. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, it's it was a bad contract thrill that they gave it to. Yeah. But man, I mean, until they can, especially until they can get him off the books. I mean, that's. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of money tied up in the world yeah, who doesn't really contribute hardly anything to you and actually get brings more controversy yeah. um, and benefit. Uh, well, as we as we make our way to our last little story here, um, big news. Um, one more last piece of managerial news for the week here, and uh, that is that uh, it appears that Rangers will have to be looking for a new manager in 2024. Once Steven Gerrard takes over at Liverpool, but it won't be before then. Oh, you see how I'm getting around to this story because I, you know that literally broke like the uh, hours after the pop. yeah, and that Liverpool may have had the greatest Friday ever because Liverpool uh, have re-signed <laughs> uh, to a contract. I guess to say to a contract extension with Jurgen Klopp right. until 2024. Um. Extra two years. I think this was kind of interesting. I think <clears throat> I I don't know how much you expected it. I I feel like there was a kind of it had been in talks. Mm-hmm. It was something we we as a fan base have been 
about it. So shit, in two weeks, going to be 2020. Mm-hmm. And suddenly it's like, oh, crap. You know, the 18-month um, territory now. Mm-hmm. Um, but the big thing with it was Klopp came out and said, you know, if you're bringing guys in for this project, they want to know that who the manager's going to be. Mm-hmm. I mean, Klopp is such a huge draw for getting guys into that club. I mean, you, you look at – you know, the aforementioned guys like, you know, a Keanu Hoover, a Seth Vandenberg, a Harvey Elliott, these extremely highly rated youngsters who are coming to Liverpool, it's because they want to play for mm-hmm. Um, You know, we got uh, Nabi Keita. We got, um, you know, we got these players because they saw Jurgen Klopp. I mean, Virgil van Dijk said, I want to play for Klopp. Mm-hmm. So that helps. <clears throat> that basically locks him in with with this generation of Liverpool team. And also by 2024, it's time to be building that next iteration of Liverpool. Mm-hmm. Something you think about, you know, right now, right now, you know, a few years ago, kind of like Spurs, a few years ago, man, you know, we're the youngest team in the league. We're so young. We got, mm-hmm. Well, now Liverpool and both Spurs, well, now these guys are coming of age. They're in their primes right now. They're in 26, 27, 28-year range, where in three years now suddenly those guys are going to be, you know, Salah, Firmino, Mane, they're going to be 30, 31. It's going to be time before then probably that you're into that next generation. Mm -hmm. Um, And really for the first time ever, Klopp's going to have the chance to do that and I think that's what was really attractive to him was he's going to get the chance to maybe rebuild and not be forced to do it because he's losing players because of money mm-hmm. where, where that was the thing at Dortmund. So, um, you know, it's, um, it, it's a, it's a big opportunity to flop. Um, and then it was just interesting that Rangers uh, extended Steven Gerrard to 2024 as well. It's like, <laughs> Um, I do think it was interesting just because of how Klopp had talked in the past and people around the the team had uh, sort of talked about it that it did seem like he would mostly just see out his contract through mm-hmm. 2022 and that would kind of be it. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it is interesting that it will be another two years. Um, but hey, you know, things change. And, and that would be his longest stay yeah. at any one club of course did seven years at Ainz, did seven years at Dortmund um, that would put him nine and a half at Liverpool if he saw it to the end of that contract and you know already most of us are like well damn maybe he'll sign another one yeah. <laughs> Jesus keep this guy going um, and then the biggest news the, of course the biggest James Milner signed an extension oh, of course not, not the, the, ageless, the ageless wonder so Milner re-signed his contract that means uh, test uh, next uh, next July is already on lockdown <laughs> because James Miller James Miller is basically T one thousand. I mean, at this point, he's T one thousand. I mean, the dude is like he's older than everybody and like a cyborg who just keeps going, <laughs> not as fast as he once was. Of course, yeah, we, we've kind of seen that with him playing back, left and right back recently. But damn it, that dude is a machine. If you ever catch him in one of his like flexes, like mid match, I mean, you can like start counting like the sinews in that guy's biceps. He is, he is so in shape; it's not funny. Well, we are going to to flex our muscles here and switch gears here for our last. Oh, it's a great cup of tea. Delish, 
delicious. Um, let's hit the watch for Wes. What are you watching in the week that was or the week that will be? I think what I want is I've worked. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've worked all week, it seems like. Um, well, Ed, on Sunday night, while I was at work, uh, I saw somebody had posted on Facebook. Ed, my favorite movie of all time was on. Oh. So I had to flip over and watch it. That's right, Ed, the 1965 classic, The Sound of Music. Oh, yes. Just amazing. Though a deer, a female deer. Yeah, a drop of golden sun, Ed. <laughs> Um, that was literally about the only thing I've watched. Any ridiculousness and South Park at three in the morning, <laughs> yeah. and the uh, and the Adam and Eve sex toy commercial that comes on at four thirty. Oh, brilliant! Oh, brilliant, lad! <laughs> Hot twenty, by the way, is the. Uh... That's good to know. It's not twenty percent off your first order. <laughs> it's not Castle Super Beast. It's it's Hot Twenty. <sighs> So, uh, new sponsor next week, Adam and Eve. There you go. There you go. Uh, but yeah, yeah, really, it's been a it's been a down week of TV for me. I have I have not gotten another episode of The Sopranos in. Um, I don't even think I don't even think I've hit Netflix to flip it up. So um, yeah, that's all I got for you this week, uh, Julie Andrews. Uh, Christopher, Christopher Plummer. Um, let me see. I'm trying to think of. What's... I'm sure Jackie would agree with me. By the way. Oh, of course, of course she would. Of course. We, we, me and, her, me and her need to get together. Uh, we'll just sing our sing our little hearts out. Um, let me think of what we got here. Um, we we've been catching up. One name producer Jackie and I on the final season of Silicon Valley. We have one episode Ooh. left uh in the in the series so uh very very excited to see where this all ends uh as as we have just finished off rust fest where which is just a complete fucking disaster um (laughs) so very excited to see how this one ends with just one episode left um i'll tell you what a show that's not gonna be on for about a month but i will go ahead and mention it because i've been Mm -hmm. seeing more and more trailers um for it coming up here um it's a show called avenue five which is also uh gonna be on hbo uh made by the guy who created uh veep as well as um a couple shows in england the thick of it and i forgot the other one um but uh it's basically a show that features uh hugh laurie back in an american accent instead of his normal normal british one uh, as well as Josh Gad and uh, a few other uh, sort of like co-star people uh, on a spaceship that uh, like it's like, did you see um, what was it? Uh, what's the movie with the cute little robot? Wally. Wally. Um, did you see Wally? Everyone's seen Wally. I okay. Think so imagine that kind of cruise ship, but without like super fat people. Like they're just like normal fat people. Um, that's, that's, Hugh Laurie is like the captain of the ship and then things start going wrong and, and people start acting shitty in a very humorous way. So I'm excited because I haven't seen Hugh Laurie in anything in a while and, uh, he's great. So I'm, I'm really excited to see how this show turns out. I also like Josh Gad. So, um, well, of course we love freaking Olaf, bro. That's true. We do love Olaf. I still gotta see uh, Frozen too. I do have to. Go oh, it's that. worth it. 
I'm Definitely sure. Definitely gonna check out Frozen too. And uh, I do, I do, I will say, not only do I want to see a Frozen two, I do want to see Knives Out at some point. Um, I'm, oh, I'm, so Knives Out. Told- I'm worried. I'm worried at this point. I just need to wait for uh, for uh, it to come out on uh, digital, and then I'll just watch it there. But uh, very yeah. good. Very very good. And uh, not going to see Star Wars because who cares? So with that, sorry, 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 JJ. Um, yeah, I'm I'm done with Star Wars after four, five, and. That's all you need. <laughs> you know, the original ones, that's all I really Just remember, Star Wars was the basis for the uh, the mid-2008 Folgers commercial. Just remember that. You'll Think no, about no. it. You'll get there eventually, folks. You'll get there eventually. It's about, it's about, it's about brothers and sisters fucking. That's what it's about. Yeah. <sighs> <laughs> You dirty, dirty man. <laughs> You're my present this year. It's supposed to be me. You're my present this year. Oh, man. God. There was a GQ. Uh, GQ I actually read this the other uh, yesterday. GQ did an oral history about that commercial. It's, um, it's fun. They did, not get the, they did not get the daughter in an interview, but they did get the son. Sun was, oh, sun was pretty goodness. Sun was pretty great. Um, so that's gonna do it. <clears throat> this, this podcast has, has taken. Yeah, a let's very finish time. up before we get impeached. Yeah, there you go. Hey, well, too late for some of us. Others, oh. not nearly soon enough. Um, so that's gonna do it for this episode of the Foreign Affair Podcast, um, where we we live in uncharted waters, or not uncharted waters. What is it called? The um, Oh, what's it called when boats go out to sea and they can do whatever they want? Oh, international waters. Yes, international waters. So we're the uh, simple joys in life, like fight. That's why we can have monkey fights. Um, it is. This ape is going to need most, if not all, of your skin. <laughs> I love the Simpsons so much, Mister Burns. <laughs> <laughs> I shot him. I shot Mr. Burns. I shot Mr. Burns. <laughs> oh, I don't know where this came from. But okay. It's fine. It's fine. Don't worry about it. This has been episode 293 of the Foreign Affair Podcast. Uh, once again, big thanks to NGSC Sports as well as Alicia's Pills and Things. You can check them out on the social media as well as us on Twitter as a collective. We are at AFA Pod. Wes, you are. I'm at West Bradshaw 21. I'm at Edward Green. You can also check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube via our parent show, The All New Sports Show. And you can email us at allnewsportshow at gmail.com. Uh, thanks to all our podcast providers, including podbean.com, Stitcher, Spreaker, iHeartRadio, the TuneIn Radio app, Google Play Music, and the iTunes Music Store. Um, so we will not be back live next week. Um, next week, it was it's Christmas. So, you know, and I'll be well, in a um, continent. Do we want to throw something out there? Sure. Go ahead. Anfield corner, you know, talk mm-hmm. about hopefully Liverpool adding a club world cup to their six, <laughs> six, six time. There it is. European champion. Got it in at the end. I got to thinking, I was like, crap, I don't think I've said it yet. <laughs> so I need to remind it. I don't want Yeah. Mm. I don't want to forget about history. Very. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do it for you and the kids. <sighs> so next week, 
as I was saying. <laughs> we will be doing uh, separate podcasts, so I will be uh, updating you guys on what's going on uh, in the Premier League, and Wes will be catching you guys up with Anfield Corner about Liverpool's uh, quest to remain undefeated, as well as, as he mentioned, winning the Club World Cup, potentially, uh, as we head into the very, very busy period of the year. Uh, but after that, we'll be probably back with a live podcast to ring in 2020 with a big bang. Um, but before we get out of here tonight, Wes, anything else you'd like to add? I feel a feeling this will be a very sad one edition of this part. Man. High school football came to an end in the Which state championship round. It sure did. <clears throat> and and um, it did not end with a bang. It ended with a win for us here in the uh, Tri-County area. As we did have two participants in the finals, the Southern Nash Firebirds for the first time in history and the Tarbar Vikings for the eighth time in the last Um, Southern Nash, not surprisingly at the end, lost a very hard-fought football game to Charlotte Cat. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> I think a lot of people, kind of like we mentioned earlier with Tottenham and um, uh, you know, RB Leipzig, Southern Nash, very exciting, but this was their first Mm-hmm. foray into this this was uncharted where charlotte catholic had won the previous two state championships and had won a handful of other ones in their history um don't get me started on charlotte catholic that is a whole nother <laughs> pod on uh, high school football today for us yeah, we, <laughs> we've done that let's put it we've done that pod argument over the years already so um <clears throat> but southern national 23 to 7, 23 8, I can't remember which. Um, but then the big shocker came in the rematch of last year's state title game, Tarbara and East Surrey, a game that last year the Tarbara Vikings 14 to 10 at halftime and then won 50 to 10 running away from East Surrey. Well, that did not happen this year, my friend. Yeah. As, uh, uh, with the game tied at 21, East Surrey went down, scored a touchdown, made it 28-21. Tarbar fumbled the ensuing kickoff return, and holy shit, the dam broke. And East Surrey led by their UNC-bound uh, quarterback and wide receiver and their other handful of D1 guys absolutely blew the Tarbar Vikings out of the water. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I mean, let's just put it this way, folks. You know, something we do often seeing them get blown out yeah. <clears throat> 44 game win streak comes to a crashing end east surrey 56 tarborough 28 so um tarborough's run of state titles ends at two straight the 44 game win streak is over um still winning five state titles in the last decade though i mean that's uh, they lost three other times in the finals. So, I mean, when it comes to it, you know, Tarboro football kind of runs <laughs> that whole division. So. But just not their year. They are <coughs> me. pretty good. So uh, that is how high school football ended. So now, Ed, we can get ready for the next decade. Oh. High school football in the track. I'm really more interested in the Twin Counties, yeah. not so much Wazari. Yeah. Understandable, and who cares about basketball and baseball? That's that just happens. Exactly. I don't care about baseball anymore because Rocky Mountain's like <laughs> there it is, <laughs> capstone baby. 
All and may, may, I, may I still throw this out there? Please, go ahead. Um, still only one Nash County team has a state football champion. Which which one is that, Wes? Well, that would obviously be Rocky Mountain with their three state champions. Yes. Sorry, Southern, Northern, and Central, your zero. I was, uh, I was at that last one. Um, you were, and I missed it. Yes, yes, yes. Of all damn things, the one that happened in my lifetime. Yeah. <clears throat> so then, then I went the next year and we lost. Yeah, we thought we thought we were going to give you a makeup. We really did. We thought we were going to hand you another one on a platter. You know, just to, just to kind of uh, compare, I mean, that's kind of what happened between Tarbur and East Surrey. Same yeah. teams. Yeah. Same teams, different year, different results. So yeah. ain't that how it goes. Yeah, that was a that was a really depressing way to end the all new sports show. <laughs> Essentially, oh, sorry. it's okay. Not your fault. I mean, it kind of was, but not your fault. <clears throat> so, with that, we are going to get out of here for this edition of the Foreign Affair Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. Could be worse. We could be Arsenal or Everton. It's true, we could be, but we're definitely not. Um, so thank you for joining us here this week, um, and until next time, everyone, especially during this holiday season. Stay safe, stay happy, and enjoy the football. And good night, Monterey. Enjoy your rest that you so richly deserve because you stayed on the ground most of the night. So you might as well curl up with a... Yeah. It, well, you got there in the end. You got there. Yeah, it didn't sponsored by Alicia's Pillows and Things. Check out the Facebook page, Alicia's Pillows and Things, where you will find home decor you will not be able to resist at prices anybody can afford. Check out the pillows and stools of your favorite sports teams. Maybe you want a set of your kid's favorite cartoon or movie character. You can also get full body and neck pillows as well. Log on to NGSCSports.com and go to the Alicia's Pillows and Things tab on the homepage to complete your order. It makes a great gift for Christmas at an affordable price. NGSC Sports. We never stop. You're listening to NGSC Sports Radio. Hear us live on NGSCSports.com where you can get awesome analysis for all things sport. Or check out our podcasts on iHeartRadio, Spreaker, iTunes, TuneIn, and much more. For our latest videos, head to NGSC Sports' YouTube channel. Follow us on Twitter at NGSC Sports and like us on Facebook. NGSC Sports. We never stop.